Father, we pray that through the written word, we will experience the living word, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Open our eyes that we would see you in our midst. Open our ears to hear thy words. Open our hearts to receive thy message. And that which we know not teach thou us for Christ, our Savior's sake. Amen. Amen. Our theme today is a call for action. A call for action. And our text is from Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 to 14, the story whereby Jesus calls his um, 12 disciples and sends them out. But the text says that they are apostles. And so we can refer to them as the first Christian missionaries. They are missionaries because the word apostle is used to describe them. An apostle refers to someone who is sent on a mission. An apostle is a representative, sort of like an ambassador. They are Christians because they are sent out by Christ with a message about Christ's kingdom. And of course, they are the first missionaries because they were the first ones sent out by Christ. Amazing, these 12 men, they were called, they were taught and equipped and sent out by Jesus Christ. And the, the number 12 has some significance. And I think one of them is that there were 12 tribes of Israel. And Jesus came for the whole world, but he came for the people of Israel. So he chose 12 men to take this gospel to the people of Israel. And later on, he went global by asking them to take this gospel to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the uttermost parts of the earth. So Jesus gave them a specific task. He sent them to a specific people, a specific place for a specific purpose. And in spite of the, the differences in terms of time, um, in terms of situation, there are quite a few things we can learn from the sending out of these first disciples, these first missionaries, these first apostles that we could share and develop in our own age today. So there, there are four points I want to bring out in today's message. The first point I, I call the, the first missionaries 
The second point I call the mission field. The third point I called their mission. And the fourth point I call our individual response to God's call to be a missionary, to be an apostle, to be a disciple, just to share the good news in Jesus' name. Amen? Let's begin with the missionaries, the first 12 disciples. Now, the first missionaries, as we have highlighted earlier on in the reading, were the 12 disciples, and their names were called. This is the first mention of the 12 disciples together, en bloc. Although throughout Matthew's gospel, we, we, we would come through the calling of Peter, of Andrew, of James, and John. But at this point, Jesus calls them all together and gives them a specific commission, a specific task. He calls them apostles and he sends them out. And of course, we can see that the list of the 12 disciples or apostles, they are in Mark's Gospel, chapter 3, Luke's Gospel, chapter 6, and Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 13. But every time these 12 are mentioned, Simon Peter is always first on the list. And that's something to take note of. They are all the time mentioned in three sets of four. That's how they appear. And the first four are always Peter, Andrew, James, and John. They are always in the first set of four. This is not only because they were apparently the first ones that Jesus called, but also I believe because of their prominence in the ministry of Jesus and afterwards. Then, of course, you would realize that Judas Iscariot is always listed last. I believe that would not be any mystery to us. It is also interesting that it is only in Matthew's account of the 12 that Matthew refers to himself as a tax collector. And I think this is very interesting for us to understand. This, I believe, is included by Matthew himself as an expression of the wonder that, wow, a sinner like me, Matthew, is called by Jesus. A sinner like me, Matthew, is saved by grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. Praise God. No one is past God's favor. No one is past God's saving grace. God can save everyone. Even you listening to me today, God can save you. You are God's child. Another interesting thing that is very striking about the 12 disciples is their ordinariness. They were simple, ordinary men like me and you. There is a book by John MacArthur. John MacArthur. 
It is called 12 Ordinary Men. If you are able to get it and read so you can develop yourself. These were just ordinary people. And God is in the business of using ordinary men and women. Amen? Ordinary men and women like me and like you. God wants to use us. They were fishermen, tax collectors, nobodies. Yeah? That is God's business. He uses the people that are just ordinary. And you can see in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 26-29, Paul says, Brothers and sisters, not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you are influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God, he says, chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and despised things and things that are not to nullify the things that no one can boast before him. Praise God. So he called them and he equipped them so that they can carry out the, the task that he has called them to. So that no one will take glory. No one would say, it is by my power. It is in my strength. No. It is by the grace of God that we are called, we are empowered, we are equipped for the mission of God. If you are a believer, then you too have been commissioned, praise God, by Christ. The mission is not yet complete. In Matthew 28, 19, it is very clear that we are called to take the gospel to all nations. Amen? The call is still extended. Earlier on, I call some of the, the, the modern, some of the contemporary missionaries, disciples, apostles in our day and age, which is you and me. We are called by God to take the gospel of Christ. One of the differences in the mission of the first missionaries and in our mission today is that Jesus sent the disciples specifically to the nation of Israel. This was in keeping with God's design for the gospel message. Also, you would realize that it was his design for the message to go first to the Jews and then to the, the Gentiles. And Paul in, first, in Romans 1, 16, made this clear perfectly when he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, first for the Jews and also for the Gentiles. And then from the, for, for, from the Jews, then the mission goes global in Matthew where we are told to take the gospel to all, to all nations in Jesus' name. So I pray that we, 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 we have a, a concept whereby we are thinking of missionaries, amen, not only as those who are sent by their churches to different parts of the world to do mission, 
but also as everybody, an individual, is called by God to be an apostle, to be a missionary, to be a disciple, which simply means tell somebody about Christ. Be active. We are called to action. And the action is to share the gospel, to take the, to be willing to go and share the good news in Jesus' name. And of course, we can see that even though he called them, he, he gave them the mission, which was to preach the, the, the kingdom, to preach the word of God, to heal the sick. Amen? We can say a fivefold mission, to preach, to heal the sick, to cleanse the leper, to raise the dead, and to cast out demons. There is a continuity between the ministry of Jesus and his disciples. These five things are exactly what Jesus himself had been doing. So we see the continuity in the book of Acts, where the works of the apostles are shown to be a continuation of the ministry of Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Just give the Lord a clap of praise where you are in Jesus' name. And so I encourage you to just be strong in the Lord and respond, amen, to him as he calls you to take this mission out, to preach this gospel that all should repent of their sins. We have a message to proclaim. He told them, go and take this message. He made it clear that his messengers were to be received. And in those days, there was no Holiday Inn, there was no hotel or motel. So it was customary for people to receive strangers. And those who received his disciples, who received his apostles, they would be blessed. He said to them, find the house where you will be accepted. I pray today that not only you listening to the sound of my voice, but you and your household will, will accept the Lord Jesus. Your home will be a place where Jesus will be accepted and glorified by everyone in your home so that God be glorified. Amen. Find a house that will accept you. Lift up those hands and glorify God and say, Father, me and my household would serve the Lord. Come and declare it. Me and my household will serve the Lord. One more time. Me and my household will serve the Lord. One more time. Me and my household will serve the Lord. Give God a cup of praise. You have prophesied into your home. You have prophesied into your family. You have prophesied into your family, into your life. So, it in Jesus' name. I want to move on now to this individual response to the gospel. He called the twelve and they responded. But I want you to understand that you are somebody that is special to God. And I want to come back to this ordinariness that God wants to use you and God wants to use me. Hallelujah. And I want to mention a few people in the Bible like Noah, like David, like Gideon, like Rahab, like Samuel, like Peter, like Paul, that were ordinary people 
but they were also sinful people that God transformed for his gospel. It's about you saying, Lord, I repent of my sins. I am available and use me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. No matter your nationality, no matter your culture, no matter your race, no matter who you are, you are blessed, you are highly favored, you are somebody that God wants to use. Raise your hands and say glory. Lift up those hands and say glory. Lift up those hands and say, I am available. Hallelujah. And if, if you feel as though you are alone, my friends, I want to encourage you that you are not alone. Amen? Think of those names I have just mentioned. The Lord washed them of their sins. The Lord washed them of their sins when they repented and turned their lives around. Glory be to God. May God turn your life around. May God use you so that his name be glorified. The Bible is full of stories of ordinary people like you and me who God used to do extraordinary things. Praise God. In Ezekiel, he says, I am seeking for someone who will stand in the gap that I should not destroy. He's looking for someone. Come today. And friends, I want you to understand that as you, as you worship the Lord, as you sing, and as you pray, I want to encourage you today to go beyond that. I want you to learn how to walk and live for God. I want you to get to a place where you reach to that point where you say, yes, I am more than a church goer. I am more than someone attending church. I am a disciple. I know Jesus for myself. It involves taking him on a personal level, not just talking or singing about him, but the Lord takes root in your heart. Praise God. A call to action. You are called to encounter God more than just an emotional encounter, but a true encounter with Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. I want you to have an encounter with Christ that will not just excite you, but will change your life forever as you are called into action. A relationship with the Lord, that is what we need. Hallelujah. And it is not based on lip service, but it is based upon a heart service for the Lord. Amen? A heart service for the Lord. A call to action in Isaiah chapter 6. Hallelujah. We'll read where the man of God had an encounter with God. Isaiah 6, 1 to 8 clearly shows us what happens to a person that has an encounter. One thing that stands out in my mind is when Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. Amen? I saw the Lord. To have that call into action is to have that encounter whereby you can declare, I saw the Lord. 
Hallelujah. But Isaiah had a true changing encounter with the glory of the Lord. He was praying. That's why we need to take our prayer life seriously because God can show up anytime, any place, any, anywhere. Amen. Prayer life is not only for the intercessors, it's for every Christian, everyone, so that God would show up. There are many examples of the Bible where people's lives were changed because of encounters and they were called into action. Jacob was a young man who loved the things of God. Amen. He had his flaws like everybody else. He was always liking to go ahead of people. He was, a, he, he was tweaky. He was a cheat. And he cheated his brother. And he ran off. He went to live somewhere else. But on his way home, when he decided to return back, he reminds me of the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15. On his way home, in a place called Peniel, hallelujah, he came across his brother. At that moment, Jacob realized he needed God more than ever before. Who realizes the need God today more than ever before? Hallelujah. Praise God. So in Genesis chapter 32, Jacob had an encounter with God, a true encounter with God. He wrestled with him and he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Jacob was tired of the way he was living. Is anybody tired of the way they are living? Not living right? And you, and you want to be different as Jacob wanted to be different? And guess what happened? If it is your desire, it will happen in Jesus' name. You would have an encounter with the Lord. Jacob was finally blessed by God. And God changed his name from Jacob to Israel. Israel means God prevails. I want God to prevail in your life. I want God to prevail in my life. For God to prevail means for God to take control. Somebody lift up your hand and say, God, change me today. Just declare it, God, change me today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is here with us in our Zoom service in a very intimate way. When God touches us, we would be changed. Amen? When God touches us, we would be changed. Hallelujah. The old things would pass away and God would touch us and we would never be the same. Your joy would be renewed. My joy would be renewed. Our joy would be renewed. From the day that Jacob was touched by God, Jacob walked with a limp. When someone asked him, Jacob, why are you limping? He could boldly declare, I had an encounter with the Lord. When you have a true encounter, you would walk, you would talk, and you would think differently. It's a spiritual walk. You would never be the same. You would be limping spiritually. The limps and bounds, you would just be advancing. Others might criticize you because they don't understand. All you have to do is for pray for them. 
to have the encounter with the Lord in Jesus' name. We all need a pennial experience like Jacob. A pennial experience where we wrestle with God, where he touches us and we become different. But I want to draw your attention that Jacob, before he had the pennial experience, he had a better experience, if you remember, in Genesis 28. Hallelujah. He was on the run again, and he was scared. He was an old deceiver. He was selfish, and he went to sleep. Again, he had a, a wonderful dream, and God promised him in the dream. He had a vision of a ladder. God reassured him that he would take care of him, that he will provide for him. But his Bethel experience did not change his life forever. So we see the word tells us we shall change from glory to glory. He had the Bethel experience, but it did not change him the way God wanted him to change. He got up, he had all the promises, he felt better, but he still lived and acted the same old way. It wasn't until Peniel that he had enough. When he had had enough of the old life, God changed him because he got desperate. He changed him from being a cheat and a liar to a man of honesty. It changed him from being a deceiver to a man of integrity. God went from being Jacob's number two in his life to his number one. May the Lord be your number one. May the Lord be my number one. Peniel means facing God. May we have an encounter with the Lord. And so he calls us today because many of us may have had a Bethel experience with the Lord whereby we have been born again, we love the things of God, we want to go to heaven, we might even consider ourselves to be saved. But you need to have a perennial experience, a true encounter, hallelujah, when you would walk and talk and live for Jesus, whereby we would all commit ourselves to the gospel and the ministry of Christ as he calls us to action. Isaiah said, as he responded to that call, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. But we must also remember that in his encounter with the Lord, as he was called into action, he said, woe is me. When we enter into the presence, into the glory, of the Lord as he calls us into action. His majesty, his beauty, his purity, and his holiness would be upon us. And when his beauty and his majesty encounters us, hallelujah, it, it shows up our imperfection. It shows the sad reality of our imperfection. It lights up the, the sad flaws in our life. Are we willing to say, woe is me? As we enter into the presence and admit we are not perfect, 
that we have seen among us and to allow the Lord to, to cleanse our lives, to, to cleanse our churches, to cleanse every heart in this Zoom service today. Who is willing to say, woe is me? And then to get to the place where you would say, here am I, Lord, use me. May God break the hard spots in our lives, all those hard, heavy hearts be smashed up by the power of the Holy Spirit as we all are called into action and we seek that renewal and restoration from the Lord our God. And so as we examine the first missionaries, the mission field and their mission, and of course our individual response, today we are called into action by the Lord. And may our response be, here am I, send me. Amen. Let us pray. Let us quietly in our hearts just give our hearts to the Lord. And if you have not yet encountered the Lord, accepted him into your heart as your Lord and Savior, you have an opportunity to do so now as he calls you into action. God can only use people. You might be one of the greatest, one of the finest, that God would use to advance his kingdom. Hold. Don't hold back anymore. The only qualification is that you are ordinary. I am ordinary, we are ordinary. And God wants to use us. And so we commit your life. And if for the first time you are giving your heart to the Lord, just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of all my sins. Come into my heart, I pray. As I accept you as my, as my Savior and Lord. Every obstacle between you and your Lord be removed in the name of Jesus. Every hindrance. for you to be available, be removed in the name of Jesus. Every fear, every obstacle, every principalities and powers coming between you and your service to the Lord God, be removed in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of intimidation, lack of confidence, be removed and God empower you Empower me with the power of his Holy Spirit, with the power of his anointing. Everyone be blessed. Everyone be transformed. Everyone be consecrated. And everyone rise up to the call for action. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen.